Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 18 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Lucas Berry here alongside everyone's favorite pissed-off pessimist, Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. Darren, I don't know, I know you're a pessimist, but I don't know how you can be pessimistic over West Virginia beating Baylor and finishing 8-4 and four on the season, 6-3 and three in the Big 12 Conference. And quite frankly, winning at Baylor in a game in which it looked like they were going to mess around and lose. Mm-hmm. So... What what are we to make of, of this season finale for the Mountaineer? Regular season finale, I might have. We do have a bowl game coming up. Well, they certainly knew how to end a regular season with um, giving everyone's cardiologists a, a wake-up call. Um, Can't confirm. Can't <laughs> confirm. Um, I, I, it's hilarious because I was literally telling my um, – I was, I was literally talking to my, my dad my and my uh, papa – that day before, uh, no, well, uh, two days before, I guess, because that was been Thursday, um, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and we were sitting there watching the, um, watching the, you know, the Thanksgiving games, and uh, Paul had just bought a a knockoff Apple Watch, let's just say, and he was like, yeah, I, I basically I just wanted to keep steps and and you know show me my heart rate, basically exactly what you have yours for. And uh, I was like, "Well, th- that'll do that." And I, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I guarantee you, you'll see it uh, change when you're watching yourself a football game. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and it immediately made true. me think of of the many times we've made the, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the self-deprecating reference so, for me. Um, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Um, so I immediately was like, yep, that's that's this game. So uh, naturally, my dad and I watched um, uh, the Mountaineer game. And uh, it went from, ooh, well, my dad uh, was uh, even more pessimistic than I was coming into this game. Um, because he was like, this is a game everyone says we should win. On paper, we should win. In every way, shape, and form, we should win. And that's why I'm scared. Fair point. And uh, boy, was he almost right. Um, again, for them to, to come down, they 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 get a pretty... They're pretty comfortable for a short bit. And then they... Well, for much the whole half, let's just be real, uh, except for the starting off of two straight kickoff returns, and uh, that being the only points on the board for Baylor at the second half, we were like, "What in the world is this?" Uh, if there's any indication of what nonsense the Mountaineers are trying to get into, it's this. Uh, and then it took a another game-winning drive for the Mountaineers to win it and and holy crap to say that I didn't just fall on the ground and sigh in relief as my dad was jumping up going oh yeah um if I said otherwise I'd be lying dad and I did a collective just hands in the air raising I think I did a little bit of what you did I was like thank god <laughs> but because my dad really my dad slept a lot of the game but when he woke up he was really into it <laughs> and I'm like, and I think you bubbed off on me because I was like, just see what happens. Yeah. And, and then he's like, no, no. And then I'm like, 
oh gosh, the boys are <laughs> awake. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going. But yeah, it, it really was like it was. <sighs> and you're right. Senior had every reason to be pessimistic because he's right. Every, this is the kind of game West Virginia has traditionally lost in the end, particularly in the Neil Brown era. Like when you get into a hype game, that's when they fall flat on their face. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me to my next point is you finish eight and four, six and three in the Big 12, fourth overall. That's great. You finished 10 spots higher than you were picked. And Neil Brown got proven right when he said we would not finish last in this conference. Yep. But, but to me, the biggest thing about it is the continuation of games of this season where when WVU has been favored, WVU hasn't fallen flat on its face. Mm-hmm. Like that, this is a complete trend reversal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that to me is the biggest. It's the biggest sign this program is heading in the right direction. I know the numbers are what they are, and that's great. But to see that this program has seemingly reversed the direct the course in which it was going based on those kind of games alone. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can stop falling flat on your face, you, if, they, if, if, this, if past teams had done what this team has, he'd be in another bowl game at least. And he had a few more wins under his belt against, and it would be look a lot better. He yeah. may not have even been calling for his job prior to this. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the 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 things are happening that have that we just we've been asking for. It's like this, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Um, go eight and four and go to a bowl game. I'm fine with that. And I like you know they they started messing around and. Um, you know, I think it was, I think it was, uh, I, I th- I'd like to think my shit talking got them in inspired. Um, because immediately after I say that, uh, about 10 minutes later, uh, they're making the drive down to win. So I'd, I'd like to think I inspired that. <laughs> <laughs> and here I thought you scientists were not credit hogs. <laughs> Uh, but I, I tell you what, though, my, like again, my my dad is sitting there like that second half. Once they once they started ramping up their offense, uh, Baylor did. He was like, is it right, right, "Look, look, right, they're gonna they're gonna screw around and do it, aren't they?" Yep, I I said that too. Yeah. It probably had him saying it the exact same time I was talking to you. Like they're gonna mess around with this game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I'm like, "Yep." So thank goodness uh, they did not. And let's go bowling. Secondary point. I would love to watch a game with you and your dad. I would love <laughs> to have this experience. I would truly, it would make my day to have the experience of watching a West Virginia Mountaineers football game with Darren Jr. and Senior. It would make my, it would make my, it might make my life actually. Uh, the, I told him the, because I've not I've not been to a game yet since I've I've graduated, and I was like, well, uh, well, when they start when we know the schedule, we should we should try to plan something. So that because that'd be pretty cool. It's been a while. I've not, be, I've not experienced the alumni. Uh, uh, well, just not being a student there <laughs> while going to a game. I've just not experienced Scient- it. Scientific coaching goes on the road. Yep. <laughs> And has a special guest with us. He would be a fun guest. <laughs> he would be a fun one. That would be fun. Yep. I would let you host it. I would be like, he gets to ask the questions this week. He gets to ask his dad and me. 
is I'm not, I'm not Nick just to start asking this man questions. Oh, boy. Now, since we don't have a game this week, we should look ahead at what could potentially be coming the Mountaineers' way thanks to a uh, the Golden Blue Nation, the uh, um, people who cover WVU on behalf of the Next Star Systems system stations in West Virginia, have taken the liberty of compiling all the latest bowl projections and uh, seeing where West Virginia may or may not go. I'm going to read them off. This is an alphabetical order based on the publication that is listing it. So just a heads up there. Um, not necessarily, I asked this question to my dad, and I think there's kind of a low-hanging fruit here. Like what I, I asked him, like what which one of these excites you most? So I guess I'll ask that question, but we can have a little more in-depth discussion than what me and my dad had. Let's start with the Action Network. Has us going to the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl on December 23rd against Syracuse. Hmm. Athlon Sports has us going to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl against Memphis on December 29th. Mind you, that Liberty Bowl is in Memphis. Liberty Bowl Stadium is where Memphis plays. That would be a true road game for West Virginia. Goodness. CBS Sports has us going to the Liberty Bowl, but against SMU. College Football Network has us going to the Liberty Bowl against Virginia Tech. And there's the <laughs> low-hanging fruit I mentioned. How many times are we going to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> ESPN has either the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Northwestern on December 26th or the Liberty Bowl against Appalachian State on December 29th. Fox Sports has us going to the Texas Bowl against AM on December 27th. And Sporting News has us going to the first the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl against Wyoming on December 26th. So of those, which stands out to you? I'm pretty sure you're gonna go with the low-hanging fruit, aren't you? <laughs> well, that is a low-hanging one, but I also I'm like, well, um uh I I, I never pass up a an opportunity to play other Big East rivals. Syracuse, I think, would be interesting. Um, for a Texas A&M kind of screams almost like a bait option to me in that if we played them, basically everyone would be sitting there going, oh, well, they just fired their coach and blah, 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 which is fair. This is things, these are things we actively take into account when we discuss this. But I feel like that would almost be too much of a bait. For, for us to become complacent. Um, Not to mention that it was so the fan base of work as the guy they just fired is from Clarksburg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that one still never, you know, screams out at me going, huh, interesting. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what really gets me. Yeah. Is what he had the two ESPN options, the Northwestern in the guaranteed rate bowl or the Liberty Bowl against Appalachian State. Northwestern mm-hmm. fired the head coach like a week before fall camp opened up. Yeah. And they went to a bowl game. Like the, the two teams in Northwestern and West Virginia that completely defied all expectations. Mm-hmm. That would be great to see just that might be the most positive vibe around a bowl game in the history of bowl season. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, like, 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 look, so someone loses this game. No one goes home disappointed because we're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, never played Northwestern, so I would love to see it because, well, my, I, I kind of, I've told you this, and I may have made mention on the podcast before, and I may not have. 
um, my liver surgery was done at a Northwestern hospital. And I thought, well, it's not much, but the least I can do is support the, uh, the university athletics. So I've kind of like WVU will always be my number one, but I'm never going to not root against Northwestern unless they're playing against West Virginia or Navy. Um, so for me, like I, I really like I I'm not a diehard follower or anything, but if I see Northwestern on, I'll usually turn it on like, hey, how they doing? So it'll be mm-hmm. kind of fun for me. And Appalachian State, number one, they got two Mountaineer programs. Number two, they ended James Madison's winning streak. Like that's a legit football team. Yeah. That is true. They they did do that. The, those are the two games, and then like Memphis being you know, a true road game would be interesting for a bowl game, but I, I'd like to see one of those one of those two. And I, I, I told my dad, I said, I don't want to see Virginia Tech, and here's why. Because we had the Black Diamond Trophy, and we're not supposed to play him for a while. Mm-hmm. I want to keep that damn thing. I don't want to lose this bowl game, mess out and lose this bowl game, and lose two trophies at the same time. Yeah, also true. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? They might very well take it with them so uh no thank you that's my mine mine <laughs> he he said this is mine and no one dare take it from me exactly well speaking of things that are to be taken the committee take it from the committee give it committee give it and the committee give it the way i guess is what i'm trying to say <laughs> So here's what we have uh, on the heels of last week's results. We'll, we'll, we'll list the top 10 here. Just kind of, we'll focus on like <laughs> one through eight, but we'll list the top 10. Georgia, number one in the land. Michigan, number two, after beating the Ohio State University, which I just came from Columbus. And that whole town is still in mourning, by the way. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, I want all your imperial yeah. self flow the Olentangy River. I want all of them. Washington, number three. Florida State, number four. Oregon, number five. Ohio State, the aforementioned Buckeyes, number six. Texas, number seven. Alabama, number eight. Missouri, number nine. And, hey, look, there's a team that beat West Virginia start off with. Penn State, number 10. And before we get to the committee, I want to I make one point. Of West Virginia's four losses... Two are against top. Uh, two are against ranked teams. Oklahoma State's number n- ranked number eighteen. Uh, uh, three. Oklahoma's ranked number twelve, and then Tech and then Penn State's ranked number ten. Mm-hmm. And and you had Oklahoma State, but you blew it. Like when West Virginia's lost, it's lost to some really damn good teams. Yeah. Um. And you know what? I'll take that. Yeah. Um, that that certainly gives you that the ceiling or. The threshold for next season, beat the good teams. At least eight, like at least one of them. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you got them on your schedule, you've got to beat them. They can't just be the ones that beat you around while you beat up on everyone else. Beat the good teams. But that's the goal next year. Yep, it's a young team this year. We accept that, <laughs> live and learn. But next, let's go get them next year. Now, mm-hmm. let's tackle what the committee did because I have no problem with the top two. And I don't really have a problem with the top three. Um, I I question whether or not Florida State should be at number four after squeaking by a mediocre at best Florida team, mm-hmm. and then Oregon beat the top ten, a top an eleventh ranked Oregon State team, and pretty much did nothing. Yeah, like I I I'm really and I 
I really thought they would move Alabama and or Texas up just because of the fact that I think they wanted to have it be less of a of a of a dramatic jump if, if either of them wins their conference on Saturday. Because mm-hmm. Ohio State can't like Ohio State's done. They, they yeah. cannot win the Big Ten. So I, I, I have a problem with that. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I've stated it before. If if you if you're in contention with teams that are sitting here up looking at winning their their conference, um, Texas and Alabama, for example, Oregon as well, um, you shouldn't be in the mix. You should not be in the conversation for this playoff because all three of these teams around you, uh, in outside of the top four in, in that secondary bubble are playing for a title game and you're not. So, and you, and you lost to a team that is in the top four. Um, now in most scenarios, we'd be sitting here going, all right, yeah, that's a reasonable drop. I understand the drop because that's where we'd expect it. You lost to a top three team, but in the college football playoffs, when you have to account for all these extra things, I'm I would be sitting here going, Texas is playing for a title game. Bama's playing for a title game. Oregon's playing for a title game. You should be ninth at best. At best. I'm with you. I'm really, I'm, I'm with you. Because, yeah, Ohio State might be the sixth best team in the country. But they're not. Mm-hmm. Because they're not playing for a conference championship. Yeah. And to sit there and kind of... And, and the other thing that, that oaks me with this is you're putting them in the position that if, when, if and when something gets shaken up, they're right back in the conversation. And it shouldn't be that way. It's a reasonable... Okay, let's just look at it. Let's assume Georgia beats Alabama. Okay, they're in. Michigan will probably kill Iowa. They're in. Mm-hmm. Washington and Oregon, elimination game. Yeah, winning in. Exactly. Winning in. If Florida State, with a backup quarterback, messes around and loses to Louisville, Ohio State could very well sneak back into this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, and- the, but at the same time, what if – what if all that happens, Florida State, let's say they lose on a, a last-second field goal to Louisville, and Texas obliterates Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game? What do you do? I, I say like, I say, you, you won your title game. You're right there on the, on the bubble. You, you go in. Like, you own the right to go in. And, and it, it, that's – there's no other argument for me there. It's you – you screwed up. You did not make it to that game or those games that are sitting here putting these teams in these positions that they essentially control their destiny. You've lost control of your destiny, and destiny is you don't get a college football playoff spot. The end. I, I, I the end. Simple as that. Now, twelve team playoff, different story. But this is a fourteen playoff, and you should only be in there if you've won your t- conference title. Let me throw another I agree with you Let me throw another scenario out there Alabama beats Georgia And Michigan kills Iowa Washington Whoever wins Pac-12 And Florida State loses Mm -hmm. Can you reasonably jump Alabama into the playoff Over a Texas team That beat them In the regular Because I heard this point uh, This morning I think it was this morning It may have been last night After my appointment 
Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, it was like if you jumped out, if you jump Alabama over Texas, what you're telling everyone is that the regular season does not matter because Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I I mean I don't disagree because the, the, I sit here when I see them at seven and Bama at eight, I'm like, yes, that makes sense. That Bama's only loss is to Texas, therefore Texas should be above them. Um, as long as they've got the same record, of course, and they do. So I, I I don't think I would disagree with that if if Bama were to beat Georgia, because I'm half convinced that Georgia wouldn't even drop out of the top four. Oh, no. If, if Georgia can afford a loss. Um, like, they're fine. So it's really, I mean, pretty much the two teams, well, I mean, maybe, maybe Michigan, but pretty much the two teams that – that are screwed if they lose are Washington and Florida State. Yeah. Michigan maybe, but I doubt it. I don't see them really dropping out if they lose because I, I was also ranked. So, uh, but yeah, the, the it really does. It, you now you've also got the 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 point of well, they ju- if Alabama wins, they just beat the number one team in the country, and that hasn't and all lost that, in thirty games. That hasn't lost, yeah. So that I think carry that carries a hell of a lot of weight. I I won't deny that, um, and that, that and I will say that's of all the choices. If if that scenario were to occur, that's the choice I don't envy. Be I don't no. envy anyone in the college because that I mean it, honestly that is a tough choice. It really is if you've got that scenario. Um, I I still think it it would be Texas, but it's it is an extremely difficult choice in in the when you when you actually sit and, and toss out all the the stuff that one. Um, right. The other ones I think are I think are pretty straightforward, and those people should see that this this option in this scenario it 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 really is tough. Right, because you I mean, let, let's just, but you're basically playing which which win is more impressive, Alabama being the number one team in the country, or Texas beating the number eighteen team in the country with the nine and three Oklahoma State team. Mm-hmm. There's only one clear answer to that. Yeah, but at the same time, Texas beat Alabama, so yeah, yeah. And you really now, have to decide. You really then must decide yeah. which win is more important. And then and it comes to a... one could then start making the discussion of, well, Alabama had no idea what the hell was going on for like the first month of the season because they couldn't decide on a quarterback and blah, blah, blah. That starts surely someone's having that conversation. That's a fair point, too. Yeah. I mean, they've they've gotten better throughout the season like that. This, this They're becoming the stamina you used to know, which is I don't want any part of them. Mm hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. I I think you did say it best though. Like, I don't envy anyone in that room, not this weekend. But at the same time, they did it to themselves by by their own ranking. Like, you 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 made your bed, now you gotta sleep in it. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Now let's move on to the pros because it's all fine and well to have fun, but now we must get depressed. The Patriots lost again, 10-7 to the Giants. And this if you ever needed a stat to tell you about how bad the 2023 Patriots are, this is it. 
they're the first team in the last 30 years in the NFL to lose two consecutive games while giving up 10 <clears throat> points or fewer in said games. And the last team to do it? New I don't England know Patriots. <laughs> they were also the last team to do it. <laughs> this franchise has been, for the most part, ass, Robert Kraft ownership, ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> ass, Tom Brady showed up, and then back to being ass again. <laughs> so, how ass for the Patriots on, on Sunday losing to a Giants um, team? That is also ass. Well, you know... To have to have your your starting quarterback come out, throw two interceptions off the bat, get relieved in the and uh, come halftime, have your backup immediately drive down the field, uh, uh, lead a drive down the field, and then turn around and throw in a copycat interception from the beginning of the game, just kind of shows you how in sync yet out of sync this offense is. They're in sync enough that they're more than willing to turn it over in the exact same fashion. But they're <laughs> out of sync enough such that everything else is wrong. Everything. Um, and if that doesn't just epitomize the entirety of this season, I uh, last two seasons even, I don't know what does. Amen to that. I mean, that's all, like... Everyone's talking about like who who's going to be the starting quarterback next week. Who fucking cares at this point? <laughs> exactly. Like, I, like, what does it matter? I don't give a bad. damn. Uh, get, get, bring Trent Brown on a wheelchair and <laughs> we'll be no worse for wear. Oh, Drew Bledsoe out of retirement for all yeah, I care. He, he'll be out there drunk on his wine from his farm and it'll still be a better option. <laughs> it will be a more entertaining option as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might not score a point, but we'll be damn fun to watch. <laughs> yep. It's this team is just it's it's bad. Let us also remind you that they lost to a quarterback, a team who's quarterbacked by a man who still lives at home. Mm-hmm. And also something I just learned today: this was the first time Belichick has ever lost to an undrafted quarterback. As if I wasn't having a bad enough day. Right? <laughs> I, like, come on, dude. Did you have to ruin it for me? <laughs> I mean, I know you're a pessimist, and I know it's your goal to make everyone else a pessimist, too, but come on. <laughs> come uh... on. Have a little humility, man. It's, <laughs> it's almost December. We're in Christmas time. We're supposed to be happy. Speaking of, uh, uh, Michael has your gift. Just coordinate a meetup and... He Once I it. get yours, I'll do that. I can't show up at the empty-handed. So Fail. I'll have Fail. to get yours before I do that, but I will make note of that. Um, so, yeah, the Patriots are ass. I think that's the conclusion we all come to. Uh-huh. Uh, guaranteed uh, losing season, three out of four years. It really uh, is time to just reboot. Yeah. But having said that, I hope they win this weekend for one reason. I want to be the reason Brandon Staley gets fired because the uh-huh. man is not an NFL head football coach. And with that, we turn our attention to the Los Angeles Chargers. The only team that might not be as disappointing as it would be among the most disappointing teams in the league were it not for the Patriots, the Los Angeles Chargers. The somehow under 500 with Justin Herbert as their quarterback, Los Angeles Chargers. 
Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about the X's and O's. I just want to rail on Brandon Staley. That's why I'm here. Yep. Can we please win this game to get bro fired? Please, uh-huh. the love of God, <laughs> win this game. Win this one and win against the Jets and like just go three and fourteen. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> I, I can't disagree. I mean, again, it, it really is. It's, it's, it screams disappointment. It adds, it further adds to my, my continuing storyline of don't pay your quarterbacks exuberant amounts of money. Um, you know, I, I like being proven right, but man, you, this, the NFL is really g- making my head a massive at this moment. Uh, and I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just look at the Chargers schedule. They're four and seven. They have beaten the Vikings, Raiders, Bears, and the Jets. Only one of those has even a remote uh, remote chance of being an impressive win at season's end. Mm-hmm. They lost by two to the Dolphins, three to the, to the Titans, three to the Cowboys, 14 to the Chiefs. No shame in that, really. Uh, I'll give them that. Uh, three to the Lions, three to the Packers, 10 to the Ravens. This is a team that's a knack for losing close games and losing games they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Please. With an offense that's far more talented than that. Yes. Please get this man fired. I can't believe I am saying that. But Brandon Staley is not a head coach in this league. He should have been fired after last year's playoff debacle, but they didn't have enough nuts to do that. Make this the easiest choice ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, that. That that's the only that yeah, I I I want I want to wear my jersey. I want an excuse to wear a jersey, and I would like to be the reason a coach gets fired. So I'd like to, I would love nothing more than to wake up on Monday morning seeing Brandon Staley has been relieved of his job. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. I want Football Night in America to have Flo- Mike Florio <clears throat> talking about all the charges having a discussion about Brandon Staley. I want that. That's all I want. That's all I want. At this point, it's more about how can I inflict misery on an opposing franchise than it is any semblance of the joy the Patriots might give me. Yeah. If I if I have to suffer, by God, you have to suffer too. Yep. Let's move on. Speaking of suffering, the Lions lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. Boy, was that tough. Yeah. So, here's my question. Does this give you any reason to be concerned about the Lions or would just impress the Packers went in there one the way they did? I mean, these these things are bound are bound to happen regardless. Um, but it was it, it's let me open back my thingy here because I'm on the wrong page. Um, I mean, you know, it was only a touchdown separation. The problem was they got off to a twenty to six lead in the first quarter. That that's what doomed them. Um, and that last touchdown to make it a touchdown to make it a seven point game was was like with seconds to go. It was a garbage time thing. Yeah, it looks better than it actually was. Yeah. So you know, love has three touchdowns. They you know, what, what was the? I think there was a few. I don't know if there was any. Let me can't remember. Oh yeah, Detroit had three turnovers, and I believe but the majority they were all of them Jared Goff. Were at the beginning. Um, yes. And it was it was pretty much all fumbles because Goff doesn't have an interception, but I think it yeah. was I just looked at it, I was like, this is this is wild. Um and 
it was it was it was the type of thing that you would have expected, you know, from any any of the other teams at this point. But you know, they're still they're still at the top of the division, and they've still you know they're two games ahead at the moment, I believe. So it's still it's still Detroit's to lose. Um, they're still in control of their destiny here, and I don't expect it to be a problem, a consistent problem going forward. Um, Had the Packers but, turned the corner towards the playoff berth? Uh, not convinced yet. If they beat the Chiefs this week, we'll get a little head of ourselves. If they beat the Chiefs, will you give it to them? Then we'll start talking, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean that'll um, put them that'll put them at five hundred, and then that'll depending on how Minnesota goes, pop them into you know. Minnesota's on a buy this week. True. So, so they do they yeah. do they have a, a t- I forget what is Green Bay's record against Minnesota. Let me open up there. Uh, open up the schedule if they've. Uh, okay, so they would still be third because Vikings at the moment would hold the tiebreaker over them. Mm. Uh, of course, they haven't played their second game, but at the moment, the if the Packers win, the best they can do for themselves is put themselves at five hundred. Um, so, in terms of the division, they they'd still be third. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, getting again, getting to five hundred is always good. Uh, you definitely want to get that earlier, but you know, five games to go, you have still got a chance for somebody to screw up and and you to. To sneak in, yeah, and that's a young team. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. That's I don't think they, I don't think they went. I don't think they beat the, the Chiefs, but they've got they've got something there. Like they, they, they we need to stop. We need to to rewrite our writing off of the Packers in the beginning of the year. I, I really do. Not that either of us did, but for those who did, maybe go back on that. Uh, I will say this about the Lions, and this is something that I watched. That you were, I'm sure, busy during this game in the kitchen, but uh, I was not. So <laughs> I, uh, I had a chance to watch this again. And one of the, one of the first commercial breaks in that game, uh, Dan Campbell, they, they showed a slope, like a really tight kind of a slow-mo shot of him. And the look on his face was the look of, we are not prepared to go. We're not ready to go in this game. We're not prepared. Like we're, we're not, we're not good. And I'm thinking this is the first quarter. If your head coach, who's usually the most confident and ballsy in this league, is having that look on his face, that's a problem. That is a very big problem, and it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I did. I was watching majority of of the three games that for that day, but at that point, I was. I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't see that particular shot. Um, uh, but I, I agree with the with the sentiment. It, it, if you've got that on your face, you sh- you should be worried at that early in the game. Yeah. Now, onto a game that was close in the first half, and then it got ugly. Yeah. Cowboys can beat bad teams. That's all we know. To quote the to quote the the viral meme, yeah, they had me in the first half. Not gonna lie, yeah, because uh, it was it was a it was 
a close game and the commanders were showing a little bit of life there in the second quarter. Um, and then whatever happened in the fourth quarter happened. Um, the Cowboys against bad teams happened. They, they just said, bye. Um, uh, Bland set the new NFL record for most pick sixes in a season with five. Uh, good on him. Um, and yeah, it's shame it, on the guy who said that's not like talent. Like he's not even a good player. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what any of that's supposed to mean. But uh, it must not be a guy who watches the NFL. I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, this game, like you said, is is pretty much exactly what it shows out to be. The Cowboys will absolutely beat up on on bad teams and, and not just beat up on them, like effectively murder them. Um, Bludgeon might be the best word. Bone their corpse, chuck it in the, in the river and find it bloated three weeks down the line. Uh, Okay. Sir, sir, recognizable. Sir, sir, we are a family podcast. We don't need all those details. (laughs) I've watched a little too much law and order recently. Um, (laughs) I can't tell. (laughs) So yeah. um, Just, bad uh again if you're gonna do it do it might as well but i still want to see how this translates when you get into the actual you know meat and potatoes of the important stuff we're gonna find out because the cowboys remaining schedule is not easy Mm -hmm. you got the seahawks on thursday night at the home of the eagles at the bills at the dolphins home to the lions then to washington like we're gonna find out about the dallas cowboys in very short order Mm mm-hmm and if they end up losing those games, we're going to laugh at them. Yep. It'll just be the same old Dallas Cowboys story. How about them Cowboys? Did? Oh, how about that? Oh. 49ers yep. beat the Seahawks 31-13 in a game that honestly felt a little closer, didn't it? Um, For, for a bit, it did. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, the, the Seahawks, I'm going to give them a pass in this game. I know like, there are no more victories, but Gino played hurt, and he had to stare down Nick Bosa and uh, Chase Young. Yeah, is it Joey, is it Joey on the on the uh, which one? No, it's the... uh, uh, it's Nick Nick, okay. Nick and Chase. Yeah, yeah. Joey's yeah. on uh, the, the Chargers, Chargers and he is on injured reserve at the moment. He was also spotted eating raisin bran in the, in his box at last week's game. <laughs> the breakfast of champions is no longer Wheaties; it is raisin bran. <laughs> My dad will scoff down a few bowls of raisin bran. <laughs> I used to, but it's really a chore to eat the bran part. I like the raisin <laughs> part; it actually is a chore to eat the bran part. So I just don't. I'm much more of a cornflakes kind of guy. <laughs> Truth be told, well, I should say I. You know what, believe me, I like a good bowl of frosted flakes. But if you give me a choice, I'm taking the regular corn flakes. I'm not going frosted flakes. Mm-hmm. Although I did just have something I learned this week, so I did find that. I did. I did indeed find that. So <laughs> we're we're good. Anyway, uh, Gino was playing hurt and he had to stare down that Niners defense. I'm giving them the pass because I felt bad for. Him. I really did. Now it might be just that he played at WVU. And I guess that is fair, but at some point, hum- humanity has to kick in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just I, – I wouldn't want to go up against that if I was healthy, let alone being injured. Exactly. It, uh, um, 
this game screamed fantasy points galore for me. Um, it was wild because I, I, so I, I had, I've had Seattle's defense all year and coming into this game, they were my only defense on the, on the, on the roster. And I was like, um, well, that can't, that can't happen. That doesn't, this doesn't feel like a good matchup that I should be doing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick up another for the week and, um, and swap them out. And, and when you do with the wave a while, it gives you the option to start upon picking them up, um, which it did. And I generally choose to do so, uh, which again, I did. Uh, and for some reason, it did not make the switch, and I did not notice it until right as the game started. Um, so I was like, oh, crap, I've just messed myself up because obviously I have Christian McCaffrey on the other side. This isn't going to work out well. But then I was like, you know, as long as McCaffrey goes off and, you know, there aren't too many points on the board, all I need is McCaffrey to go off. Who cares? Um, McCaffrey did indeed go off. But fortunately for <laughs> Seattle pick six uh, uh, Pody and got me and salvaged my uh, up until that point horrible defensive showing. So uh, a po fantasy standards, of course. Um, so they did what they could, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, that's really the best way to, to describe it. Like that's how else you really, I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. I really don't. <laughs> The Dolphins beat the Jets, and I suppose the uh, the real shock is the Jets scored a touchdown. Because there everything else in that game, like no, I really like, I'm surprised by this. Yeah, it's a who, literally zero people were surprised except for that one guy that that tried to put fifty thousand dollars on a. I don't think this actually happened. This is the, <laughs> the one guy who put fifty grand and goes, "Jets are gonna win." <laughs> No, what it was was some guy got into a drunken argument at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Like, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll put $50,000 on this. Why do I sound like John Wayne right now? <laughs> uh, go upstairs, take a nap, sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> go home, dude. You're drunk. No, <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on to actual football teams because that team in green in New York is on a football team. They're just a bunch of guys playing football. Um, uh, Falcons beat the Saints 24 to 15. Uh, who was what, what? Is this a bigger result for the Falcons that they are one game now from being back at 500 and they might work towards saving their head coach's job or that the Saints fell below 500 after what? Seemed like a very decent start to the season. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both. I mean, one, this puts Atlanta at the top of the division. So as it stands, they'd be a below 500 team in in the playoffs, which doesn't happen too frequently. But when it does, we're like, how is this a thing? Um, and, you know, also that magic 500 just for Pride's sake is 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 important, and it's not cool. And let's see, they've they've only played. Is this the first or second time they played each other this year? Uh, I can't recall. Uh, it's the first, so they play each other again in uh, to end the season. Mm. Um, so 
as it stands, if if the records stay, you know, the same coming through, the Falcons have that tiebreaker. So definitely in terms of playoff implications at the moment, important. Very important uh um loss for this for the Saints. And again, subsequently for the a win for the Falcons, because you know, I'd have to say a playoff appearance in some way should kind of on the coach some brownie points. Uh, we've seen it, how it well should. that's turned out with some play people, but yeah. in this case, it should. I mean, especially the fact that they overcame Desmond Ritter throwing two interceptions. Um, so that's again, anytime you can overcome the turnovers, generally, generally a good thing. Now, speaking of, well, okay, there's no real, there, I, there was not a connection there. Anyway, uh, Steelers beat the Bengals. Uh, so should, should we care more about the fact that the Steelers put up 400 yards of offense for the first time uh, in like two years, in like three years since 2020? Mm-hmm. Or that they only put up 16 points and we're in a dogfight with the Bengals? Mm-hmm. The Joe Burrow last Bengals. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, when you see that many that many yards, you generally think, oh yeah, they probably broke twenty five. They they probably they 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 probably ran away, especially with the yards discrepancy. Like they nearly doubled the yards. Um, so definitely some problems with the scoring. <laughs> uh, but the fact that you can generate that much up. Uh, it definitely gives them something to work or to continue with, uh, because I I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, it it had been a while. It it it, it really and it was like the first game after they fired Matt Canada. They do this. It's like, well, maybe he was the problem. Yep. I mean, I don't want to blame it on one guy, but the facts are what they are. And let's also, I, this is the first time. All year that they've outgained their opponents. Yes, the first time all year, and they if, won, and they won. So the Steelers are. I, I saw something where it's like the Bills have a plus an over, like a plus one hundred and one point difference, and they're like six and six. Mm-hmm. The Steelers have a minus twenty three, and yet they're seven and four. Yep, Mike Tomlin, man. The dude just wins games. He is a yeah. leader of men, and the Steelers just win. There's a reason why the franchise as a whole has had six head coaches. They know how to get them. Speaking of head coaches, um, Frank Reich lost his last game as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, 17-10. I ain't talking about that damn game. Nope. I'm just not. We're talking about the lack of leadership in the ownership, in the owner's box in Carolina. Because David Tepper has owned this team since what? This is so weird. David Tepper came from the Pittsburgh Steelers as a minority owner. He saw how the Steelers worked, the most stable and always good organization in professional sports. 
I would argue not just in America or North America, but around the world. Like they are the most stable organization in the, in the world, in, in the sporting world. So and David Tepper comes in and goes, yeah, I'm going to do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he The Steelers have had six head coaches since 1954. The Panthers have had six head coaches since 2018. Yeah. That's not – no. I'm sorry. That's... We have to have a discussion. This is not acceptable. I mean, it's <sighs> – it screams impatience one, which we all know. Uh, but the thing that, that that's worrying that I saw a thing this morning that was talking about how apparently the I, I think even Tepper himself said it. I, I don't remember the context, but the the decision to pick Bryce Young was a unanimous decision for the people making that decision. Um one would think the G the GM, the, the head coach, uh, at least those three. And I guess uh, those two and the owner, um, whoever else might've been involved, I guess maybe assistant, <laughs> the offensive coordinator or something, uh, either way, the, uh, so the, the state, the claim was that the rebuttal claim in this same article was that, yeah, it was unanimous because everyone understood what the big guy wanted, not what they wanted. And I have a tendency to believe that. Um, I do too. And then this guy has the audacity to sit here and go, yeah, the guy, I, I want the next guy to, to come in and be in here 30, 40 you know, years, blah, blah, blah. I want him to give my eulogy. What the hell are you talking about, my guy? What you fire three people and you have the balls to sit here and go, yeah, the next guy gets to speak of my eulogy, huh? He fired a cancer survivor <laughs> in Mon Rivera when he got there. Then he fired Matt Rule in season, which again, okay, Matt Rule was not the best hire to begin with, but still, I can almost give you one in season five. I can I, I can do that. Like that's okay. You get one. But then he, he ruined Frank Reich's career. Mm-hmm. He killed a man's career because Frank Reich is now in fired in season two years in a row. He will never be a head coach in the NFL again because of that. He single-handedly ruined a man's career. Like, how? No. I'm sorry, but no. David Tepper has, re- has re- repeatedly proven that he is not capable of running an NFL team. I'll read something I put out on threads the other day. This is what I uh, said, and I quote, Maybe someone should fire Tepper from ownership, a.k.a. make himself a team, because he is clearly not fit to run a professional <clears throat> football team. Man was part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the most stable franchise in all sports, and besides the complete opposite. Obsessed with finding and repeatedly failed to find a franchise quarterback and impatient with head coaches. This isn't just the Panthers, but he sacked the manager of a first-year team in MLS mid-season. Uh, if my thing will scroll, I guess it won't. And I'm now okay. <laughs> uh, the man might just be the most impatient owner in American professional sports, and I personally would actively encourage anyone he wants to talk to about the position to turn him down. 
under his ownership, the organization is destined for mediocrity at best. And I stand by every word of that. Yeah. Any, any person hoping to get a, a, a shot at a head coaching job, whether it's your first one or your fifth one, you should look at this as an immediate death note for your career. You sign that contract with this guy as owner to become the head coach of this program. And you've signed the death knell on your career. You might as well cash in and go home after that. Yeah, because you're guaranteed to get fired. Yeah. You are guaranteed, unless you leave before he can get to you, you're fired. You will, you may as well go ahead and fill it out on your resume. You will be fired. Yeah. And it it just, it's, it's, we think we've gotten rid of some scum and immediately the next guy goes, wait a minute. Hey, gay. Hey, look at me. Wait a minute. Now I get the attention. Um, and I have a feeling that it can't, it's not going to go on for as long as it did with Snyder. If, if it just, if it just, just keeps happening, right? Like there's gotta be a point where the West of the NFL goes, all right, we've already had it with it, with an ass hat before we we're kind of done with this shit. Let's get this over with. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll add what I said earlier in the event that a, that a, an owner is forced to sell, they're not allowed to make a profit. They have to sell it for exactly what they bought it for. Because I'm still pissed that Dan Snyder walked away with something like $4 billion after being the asshat he was with a stadium he refused to put money into while literal shit is pouring from the ceilings. To the point that you – I was actually about to bring up that conversation you and I had yesterday. I said, I, said, I know this won't happen, but I'm still going to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, every owner should be required to be judged every five years. If this if he's not acting in the best interest of his organization, he must sell. And I and to follow up what you said, I said first bid, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if someone comes at you, must take the first bid. I want you out of this as soon as possible. Because here's the thing: here's the thing. I know that NFL ownership is an inclusive club, and the only requirement is that you have enough money to make everyone else in the room salivate. That is the only requirement for owning a professional sports team. We are all aware of that. Yep. However, however, I can make a real case. That if you don't have 32 people acting with, in, with the best interest of their organizations in mind, and not just the organization's bank account, I mean actually competitive, trying to win <laughs> every single possible game, that you are doing a disservice to the league yeah. and to your other 31 owners. Mm-hmm. Because if you I mean, have one team that sucks ass, guess what? That looks bad. If every team in this league is has a legitimate chance of winning. If you really have a 32 team to league with parity, you mm-hmm. will keep people interested. You will sell TV and ad revenue. You will sell jerseys. You will do all that. Yeah. The second you have a team that has no, that has no purpose on that field, it's lost without direction. The league suffers because of it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says about the balance sheet. I don't care how many numbers and dollar signs anyone will throw at me. The league suffers from the team when a league has a bad team that has no intention of getting better. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers are that to a T, and they must be stopped. David Tepper must be stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, the being an owner – you're you're effectively a shareholder in the league, because you know 
everyone, everyone effectively shares in the profits there in some way, shape, or form. So to sit there and let another guy pretty much tank all of that, uh, you'd 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 be hard pressed to just get rid of him, right? Like I I don't I don't understand the 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 thought process behind these people. Where they're just like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. We gotta deal with him all the time, and he's making our league look like shit. I wanna, I think I wanna keep keep him around. Maybe because of the fact that it makes them look better. Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they wanted Dan Snyder kept around, so that way this ass hat couldn't, you know, <laughs> pop. I, like I don't know. Um, but the whoop de doo, you got money. Ooh. Whoop-de-doo. It's, it's just... just it, it, the, the mind of an owner in any regard just doesn't make sense to me in, in 95% of cases. When they, you've got a guy who's on record as saying that his mentality of his... Like, if he goes out to a restaurant and he has a bad experience, he knows he can go out and buy the joint and then fire the waiter that gave him the bad experience... That's not really someone you should want owning a professional football team now, is it? No. Not no. at all. I mean, shit. We, 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 we should collectively buy him out and fire him. Let's go. Come on. All right. Fan, fan run NFL team. Uh, well, we saw how that went. Oh, uh, wait. Well, yeah. Nevertheless, get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's just in the city of Charlotte bites the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 absolutely mind blowing uh, how inept people can be, and and and, and bootlickers will come out and go, "Oh, well, this guy's rich; he can do whatever he wants." And I'm like, "Yeah," and he doesn't give a shit that you're sitting there, metaphorically, you know. Sucking his toes, um, he doesn't care that you said like stop defending a billionaire. That's simple as that. They don't give a damn about you. <laughs> yeah, like there's no, no, I I can't refute that. There's that's irrefutable. <laughs> Is it irrefutable? Or irrefutable. It's irrefutable. irrefutable yeah. yeah. Although, in I guess would work technically if you really wanted to get technical about it. Yeah, English yeah. language oh, well. is weird. Amen to that. I mean, especially when you got flammable and inflammable, meaning the same thing. It's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I I realized that the other day. I was like, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> wait, wait a wait. minute. <laughs> the English. No wonder foreign foreign immigrants or the immigrants <laughs> have such a hard time learning English because it makes no damn sense. <laughs> I'm convinced the English language was part of the greater. Uh, was part of the British's greater plan to screw over the rest of the world. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Colts beat the Bucks 27-20. The Colts are now six and five. Um, here's a stat that I heard the other day uh, uh, this season. Of the teams that are in the M- NFL, MLB, NHL, and the NBA in Florida, eight of nine teams either had baseball season being over or have a winning record. The only team that doesn't, the four and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Womp womp. <laughs> so 
Are we womp womping for the Bucks or are we woo wooing the Colts winning the game and getting above five hundred? <laughs> um, I I will cheer. For, I will be happy for the for the Colts for you know still keeping things somewhat in check. Uh, now the downside is they lost Jonathan Taylor again. He's he just had surgery on his thumb and he'll be out for probably until the what was that, I think three three weeks at minimum. Um, so Zach Moss gets to roll back in like Steve Carell from the office in his little car. Um, so good for so, so good for that. Um, but you know, I, now I saw this and it made me think. Um, someone was like, "All right, well, you know, the they were they were making a point and simultaneously contradicting themselves in the same." Uh, thread. It was basically like, all right, Jonathan Taylor has proved this season why he's worth his $42 million contract he held out for, blah, blah, blah. While Vin saying Zach Moss is like 10th in the league in in uh, touchdowns or, or, or carries or something. 10th in the league in some metric. Um, uh, while he's been behind him or taken over for him. Uh, so pretty much directly con- contradicting the statement of Jonathan Taylor's owned his forty-two, his contract's worth it when the guy behind you is is kicking ass. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know, man. Indy's probably sitting there going, "Shit, why did we pay this guy again?" Yeah, really. And, and that's not to say Jonathan Taylor hasn't been doing well. I, that's, but it's still it, it makes you start. It's a directly contradicting statement to praise the contract and then go, well, the guy behind him's kicking ass and is far cheaper. <laughs> yeah. This so that that clearly is a counterpoint to that being a good decision to pay him that much money. Mm-hmm. Especially when it gets injured. Not that he can help that, but it doesn't help his cause. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, they they'll be fine because they proved they were already fine with him uh uh uh, taking the reps, so um, props to the Colts, and also I'm going to just add the womp womp to Tampa Bay because <laughs> Baker Mayfield ain't the guy. Simple as that. Nope. And for them to have believed that, uh, I want to get paid millions of dollars to believe that. Someone give me my money. I write well, me my go, check well, right well, now. Go go uh, go suck the toes of uh, David Tapper. He'll let you do it. Sheesh. And then he'll pay you like he'll pay you like twenty five thousand dollars an hour to not be there anymore. <laughs> Man, I'll take twenty five thousand dollars an hour to screw off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, why aren't you cushing anymore? Hello, I'm getting paid this much money. Why would I go back to that? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry, but no. Jaguars beat the Texans 24-21 after Houston missed a game-tying field goal right at the end. So, the 8-3 Jaguars. The Jaguars were, until the Ravens beat the Chargers on Sunday night, the number one seed in the AFC at 8-3. They have not lost a road game. They are now 5-0. So, is this more about the Jaguars winning the game and continuing to just pull ahead or is it about the Texans? And yes, they lost, but they were right in it with a damn good football team with a rookie quarterback and CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say it's a testament to the Texans just sticking in there. Um, 
again, it kind of goes to we don't really take quality losses here, but if there's a definition of a quality loss, I would call this one. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they didn't turn the they were outgained by a, almost 100 yards and they kept it in there and it came down to a 58 yarder that doinked off the bottom off the crossbar uh to, to try to send it to overtime i'd say that's about as given given them all you got as you you can you know ask for in that scenario um so not not a worry per se for the for the Jaguars because again the, tech, the Texans are a, a, a pretty dang good team, um, so definitely a, a definitely good for the Texans to prove that they can keep up with with you know in this case the best of their division and one of the best in the AFC, uh, and I would have enjoyed. I, I'm sad I missed that game. Um, cause that would have been fun to watch. I walked in from, uh, helping to put up Christmas lights and decorations and stuff. <clears throat> the Steelers game was on, but the Steelers game, I was already over. They were over at like 345. They were, they were, they were running well ahead of schedule. And so I walked in right as the would have been game time field goal was being, and I watched and I was like, oh man, I felt so bad for it. I really did. I was like, man. I don't know how this game was, but I know he just missed the last second mm-hmm. field goal. Like, man, I hate that for him. I really do. Especially for, to have it doink off the crossbar. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh. But, I mean, a, a 58 yard That's mean, hard to cow. do. And, and he was pretty much dead down the center on that one, too. So. He just, he, if he had, like, a half a yard more on it, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. He had 57 and a half yards in his leg. All he needed was, like, a half yard more, and he would have made it. Yep. And then they, they cut him. They, they cut him. After that, Oof. this league is brutal, man. This league is brutal. Yeah. Broncos beat the Browns twenty-nine to twelve, and uh, Sean Payton learned something. Sean Payton did not know what the word "scoragami" meant, huh. but he learned it after this game because <clears throat> this was a scoragami. There has never been a twenty-nine to twelve final score in NFL history until now. <clears throat> so, with the Broncos now being seven and five, uh, six and five rather, and their head coach vocabulary being one word bigger, is this the sign that the Broncos are really on the up and charging for the playoffs? Have they turned it around? Oh yeah, I mean, what this is five games straight. Uh, you come in against one of the best defenses in the league, um, and you know you you pretty much have. Uh, you have a bit of a dogfight for the most part. I mean, your defense turns it over, or causes three turnovers. Uh, I mean, it, hel- it it helps that you had a, a rookie at the helm, but I don't think he even threw a t- uh, an interception. I think they were all fumbles. Um, the offense wasn't particularly flying this game, but the defense was putting, particularly for the Broncos, in the position to win, uh, to win it. So... Um, again, don't don't doubt Sean Payton, man. Especially now he knows what a scoregami is. Exactly, he's be trying to get the next one. Yeah, they've had two this season, the seventy twenty, and now this. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> they told him this is like, and in, in the I watched the post game press conference where he had that. It's like 
did you know what school got me? Like, no, I don't know what that is. And like, but well, they've had one, this, and then, like, oh, okay, cool. Then the 70 20 is like, can we not bring that up? <laughs> can we just, no, please. They've clearly forgotten it. So yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Rams <clears throat> beat the Cardinals 37 to 14. And don't look now, the Rams are five and six. They get, they win this year. They're back to, which we, they're back to 500 and who knows what after that but i mean it is the cardinals and the cardinals are bad so i don't really want to take too much stock in this for me the rams are simply in the well see what you do next week and then we'll go from there kind of deal yeah wouldn't do much she's beat the raiders 31 17 i don't remember what his name was but someone on the raiders had the audacity to say he believes his team is better than the kansas city chiefs Son, they beat you by 14. <laughs> They're 8-3. and three, You're 5-7. and seven. I don't think you're better than the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Uh, maybe for one, one, maybe like one and a half quarters where you were up like 14-7, to seven, uh, you were kind of very briefly better. But after that, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Nope. Eagles and the Bills. Eagles won 37-34 in overtime in a game I really would have settled for a tie for. Uh, is this a bigger win for the Eagles that they like? Okay, we thought the Bills were good, and it turns out they probably aren't because they're one and four on the road. Uh, but like, is this a big win for the Eagles, or is it a big letdown for the Bills? Uh, I'm gonna call it a letdown for the Bills. Um. The I mean, you put up 500 yards of offense, and you pretty much had them on the ropes until the fourth quarter. Uh, you basically pissed the game away. Um, now, for some reason, I, I, I don't quite understand why, the defense changed to... I understand it when you're in the last, like the last drive or something, where you generally play that prevent defense. You just let them take something and try to, you know, let them run the clock and blah blah blah. Uh, you don't don't let the guys behind you, right? Is what they say. Well, they were doing that quite early in the fourth quarter for no discernible reason. Um, they they were playing way too soft of defense in the fourth quarter, and it it. Well, it bit them in the ass um, because it just left wide open holes everywhere down the middle for Jalen Hurts to to chuck to or, you know, to get a nice uh, break out a nice scramble. Um, and they and even on I think it was the final drive or the drive before. I can't recall. It was one of the last two drives of the Eagles. uh Kelsey had two straight false start penalties that pushed them out of out of range. Uh, no, it was the it was the one before. Um, I guess it was the drive that put him into overtime. And then uh, got ushered into the locker room like, oh, they're okay. They're actually benching. Yeah, and then you know, of course, Jake Elliott being the having the boot he does. Uh, pops in a 59 yardo, I believe, and it was probably good from 65. Uh, like they were shooting themselves in the foot that drive, but the, the Bills just kept giving them everything. 
so what I, I whatever the defensive coordinator decided that why he decided that was a good idea, I don't I will never understand. But it also proves that McDermott can't win the big games either. And that's starting to become a problem for them because they can't win the big games. They they can't win the meaningful any of the meaningful games, and they damn sure can't win in overtime because they've lost the zero and six with Josh Allen in overtime. So the Bills just bungled this entirely, which has been effectively classic them in these types of games. They should have won this game. They were for eighty percent of it, but it's only that last twenty percent that matters. Yep. <clears throat> it's how you finish and they can't finish which is why they're sitting at 6-6 six and six and have a loss to the 2-9 and nine Patriots mm-hmm. Ravens beat the Chargers uh, I don't really want to go into that again because the Ravens were dominant like <clears throat> okay what, whatever like, like Chargers lost surprise surprise yeah let's go to the misery that was Monday Night Football because that game was brutal mm-hmm Bears beat the Vikings 12-10 in a game that very much resembled a game played in 1922. <laughs> <clears throat> the biggest news from this game is as follows, that the Vikings are not committing to Josh Dobbs as the starting quarterback after they got out of their bye week. How big a deal is that? I mean, it's, it's weird, honestly. I mean, I get it. Four interceptions, worrisome. This is what his third game in, third full game, something like that in. Third start, and, third full game. Yeah. yeah, and you've got two other guys, but like, are you really gonna sit there and put these two guys in? Who, as far as I'm concerned, have basically no, have, have no, like they they've been injured and they've been out of it the whole time, and have even less experience coming in or ex- full game experience this season coming in over a quarterback who had one bad game on barely a month with a team. I, I feel like that's kind of a slap in the face if you ask me. And I feel like it's going to bite them in the ass if they, if they, if they go against, you know, going with him. Right. Um, Again, four interceptions, inexcusable. I'm, I'm not sitting there saying he 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 he's not at fault, but <sighs> look at what what he's gotten you prior to that, and the defense pretty much kept them in this game because they, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they they bent, they didn't break because quite literally, Chicago didn't score a touchdown. Um, yeah, that's again worrisome for the offense because of the four interceptions. But the fact that you had four interceptions and your defense and your defense kept you in it—that's you got to be a little happy there. Yeah. But but seriously, like I I feel I really do feel like it's it's a bad decision to put either of the other two in there when. In that locker room, the two people who have the most experience in game this season are Kirk Cousins, who's injured and, for the, and out for the rest of the season, and Josh Dobbs, who came in here and performed quite well in three games prior 
having pretty much no knowledge of the game book. He's gonna have a week. He's gonna have a bye week to like not have to study the defense. He can study his own team. Yeah, like this is the this is the week you back him up. Exactly. This is one saying, "All right, let's get you more. Let's get you more comfortable. Let's get everything situated. Let's get you back out there." This is your team, bro. I'm with you. It really almost feels like they're going to change for Shane's sake. Yeah. And I can't see a situation in which that is beneficial at all. Mm -hmm. It's it's just an insult to even why you brought him. Like you brought him in because he was doing something out of he was making something out of nothing with Arizona. That's why you even traded for him. Let's be real, because he was making something out of nothing there. Not to mention, I'm glad you mentioned he got they traded for him, because if you bench him, you look really bad for making that trade. Like if you bench him, you, that 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 that's not a good look for the football people. It's an absolute waste. Of, what did they even give up for? I mean, they didn't give up much, but it's a waste. No, but it's still a waste of it's, whatever it's, they gave up. For. Yeah, it's a you made the effort to sit there and do it, and he gave you something for three games. He came in short notice in one game. You, they won that game, correct? Yes. And then two games, like, then he's, it, it's just, again, it's one bad game. And wait, who, and, and who do they have after the bye? Uh, I have look. They have the Raiders after the bye. Let's oh, be for real. love of God, like, please keep him in. Like, come on. Back my boy Dom. And I, I and I get it. The coaches be the coaches. Everyone's non-committal about everything this season, more so than usual. Everyone's pulling out of the Bill Belichick playbook of oh, we'll see when we okay. get there. Look where but, that got him. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So ev- everyone's pulling out of the playbook, and I don't quite understand it. Like just like it's it's is it not that it's that hard to just say we 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 believe that he'll get things figured out. There was one bad game. The end. Like, support your guy. Is that such a crime nowadays? I guess so. Is it that bad? Because are you now? Like, we'd all we had briefly thought about this in the past. Of oh, is is it really giving away your game plan? And I sometimes I quite in this case I question. You're not really giving away a game plan to sit down and commit to a guy who's been your quarterback for a month. Over two guys who are coming off of injured reserve. I is it really messing up with the game, your game plan? Is it really helping someone script a game plan for you? I I would argue not. It's a fair uh, argument. And and in this and same with the Patriots at this point. Just like you know, Bill Wall. Every you know well, Elko, he's not going to. But in our case, we know. And basically, everyone else knows it doesn't matter who you're putting out there. We're probably picking them off three times next week. Like, if Mac has been the guy for this long, he's <laughs> there's a reason he's out there and no one else. Then you're probably getting three or four off the next guy up anyway. So we don't really need to worry about who's who's there. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to this week, week 13, man. I felt, well, they in week 13. It's, just, it's, it's wild. Uh, let's see here. Seahawks and the Cowboys. Uh, it, the Seahawks have a winning record, so this won't count against as the uh, Cowboys beating up a bad team. 
but we don't know how Gino's elbow is going to be. And uh, well, the, 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 this is a game the Cowboys should win. Hell, they're a nine-point favorite, and that's a lot mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it definitely hinges again on Gino's health, and it, it was a problem this last week, and I, it feels like it's going to continue to be a problem if he, if he is isn't fully healthy. Um, but even with that, I this does kind of feel like one that the Cowboys should win. Sure. Colts and Titans. Uh, th- th- look, the, the Titans. Here's the that the Colts are four and one on the road, but the Titans are four and one at home. This kind of feels like one where the Titans just show up, but at the same time, it also kind of doesn't. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's really hard to make out. <laughs> it, the Colts are a one point favorite for what that's worth. Mm-hmm. Lions and the Saints. Oh boy. This is a big one for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's also a big one for the Detroit Lions, and that's what should cause the Saints a lot of concern. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this definitely feels like one, uh, feels like the one where Dan Campbell, uh, in, in he institutes a large dose of tough love for everyone prescribed immediately in the morning uh, for the next seven days. And they should be killed. Yeah. <laughs> Once they decide they give a shit in the first quarter, they're all right. Mm-hmm. Falcons and the Jets. Please, Atlanta win for no other reason than this. The Jets have allegedly opened <clears throat> the 21-day window from which they can activate Aaron Rodgers from the injured reserve. He's back <laughs> in practice. He's going to start practicing soon. Make this <clears throat> not happen. Mm-hmm. Eliminate the Jets. Give them no reason to have number 12 back there this season. Yeah. Give us, as as suffering Patriots fans, <laughs> something to cheer about. Because <laughs> God knows our team is incapable <clears throat> of doing that. Like, and, and this is this is this goes back to this whole royal mentality bullshit. There was zero freaking reason for Aaron Rodgers to be trying to push himself out into this. He is how old? 38? 39. 39? You're 39 years old. Your time in this league is limited. You're not, I'm sorry, you're not making it six more years. You, you're rushing yourself out of here, not three months removed from a full Achilles tail with a team that is four and seven. And you're trying to rush yourself out there. There's no, com- there's no, I'm sorry, there's nothing commendable about that. There's nothing brave or courageous. Or, there's nothing commendable about it. It's fucking stupid. And it's not just because it's Aaron Rodgers. I would say that about any one of these players in the league. If you're rushing an injury like that in which, in a game in which it's dependent on how effective your feet are, you give them the time they need. You come back next year and be done with it. I'm with you. We we have we've had the same spiel yeah. before, but the warrior mentality is so yeah. stupid. Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. Robert Sala is an idiot. The doctors who have looked at him and said, "Hey, yeah, yeah, you we you you're basically cleared to go." And he's honestly, he's probably not even taking their advice. They're probably sitting there and telling, "Dude, you shouldn't do this." But we know how some 
some people are, and just unfortunately, just because you have a doctorate doesn't necessarily mean you're you've, they're that logical. Um, so some, one of them is probably telling me, "Yeah, you're good to go," but like anyone who's sitting there saying he's good to go or thinking he's good to go is an idiot. Simple as that. And yep. I'm I and I'm I feel it right now. He's going to get out there, get get tackled. It's going to break again, and he's he's done his career is over not I, i'll be tail. honest i'll be honest with you i wouldn't hate that i mean i hate him but i really wouldn't <clears> hate that because it might it might knock some sense in the rest of the league yeah and i emphasize the word might <laughs> i don't want to but i do yeah it's like i mean what is what does rogers have to lose at this point my dude's getting paid a mil, what a million dollars a week to talk to Pat McAfee on his show and spew bullshit. Okay, let's let's tackle that. What I why should people get paid to come on to a program? Like, why should Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? I get why Matt. I don't have a problem with McAfee doing. It. Mm-hmm. I have no yeah. issue. Like, I I really don't have a problem with McAfee doing it. I have yeah. an issue with Rodgers wanting. It. <laughs> Why should anyone feel the need to be so compensated, especially yeah. to that degree, yeah. for a half hour at best of conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, why should I demand that compensation yeah. for doing this? Media work in any form, while one is like to be appearing on a guest, should not require financial compensation mm-hmm. of any kind. If yeah. I want to give you a gift, like if I have a sponsorship, okay, fine, that's one thing. But I should not, as a program, be required or or the very least, not even be incentivized to do so to financially yeah. compensate you for coming <clears throat> on and talking to me. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, I don't know the 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 context between the whole contracts and every, or the whole payments and everything. I mean, it could just be Pat McAfee's a good guy and wants to wants to offer you compensation for your time because he's a good guy. I mean, who knows? Adam Schefter might. I don't know if he gets anything. Uh, Saban, I don't know if he gets anything, you know, things of that sort. Because I know Schefter's a regular on on his show too. I'm like, so from a, from a from a strictly business standpoint, I understand paying people in a way for creating regular content on your show. Um, but at the same time, like you know, like I I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying either, right? It's like. If they're feeling so inclined to get paid for it, I mean, we don't do people who show up on Fox News or CNN get paid for spewing out the mouth, you know, like to come on as a guest. I'd be kind of sketched out if a politician was getting paid for that. But 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 among other things, yeah, among other things, among other people that, you know, but yeah, so. I see both sides in this case, but but I, I I agree in that it shouldn't. I don't feel like it it should be something that that would be expected. Like if you're one that is regularly appearing on these shows, because I mean a lot of people appear on these things. Yeah, he he has a lot of people chatting. You know, he he chatted. What, what was it? No, yeah, he's probably talked with Pat Mahomes. I'm sure he's talked with Kelsey and um, he's talked to everyone that things. damn league at least yeah. once. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that's like so right that's like uh, the the Mannings ha- recently you know they had Pat Mahomes and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and and such on the Manning cast 
are they requesting getting paid? Are they getting paid? I mean, if they all, you know, what if they are, whatever, if they're not, but it starts kind of getting the same question. Like, uh, again, this could all just be Pat McAfee going, Hey, you're taking time out of your week, uh, your day, uh, your schedule. And, you know, Nick Saban, we all know his schedule's busy. Um, I'll compensate you for it. So be it, you know, could just be him being awesome. He's, he's an awesome dude. So a lot of questions for sure. I looked up, do NFL players get paid for media appearances? Uh, They do not get paid. Uh, They do not get paid for post-game interviews. Mm -hmm. They have, that's in their contract. They have to. That's why uh, Marshawn was, I'm just here so I don't get fined. They do get paid to be on weekly radio shows, though. Oh, radio shows. Which I guess McAfee is <laughs> technically in a in that radio realm. Mm-hmm. It is standard industry practice for players and coaches to be paid for regular <clears throat> TV or radio appearances. Which again, I still think is stupid. I really do <laughs> not. I I truthfully do not believe. Like if I was a like if okay, if I had something I was selling or whatever. And someone like, oh, do you want to do a media rounds? I'll go on and I'll talk to these people. And I don't feel the need to be paid for. If someone wishes to hand me a hundred bucks, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit there and demand <clears throat> them to give me a thousand dollars or you know whatever number I choose or they offer. To, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm sorry, but no. I, I really don't understand why people are like, yeah, if I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my day. By God, you're gonna pay me. Mm-hmm. I really—that's—that's that's an awful way to think about. It. Yeah, no, I—I I don't disagree. Call me old-fashioned, but <laughs> I am. Huh. I listen to music from the 1940s today. I'm as old-fashioned as you get. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, an old-fashioned game: uh, Steelers and the Cardinals. Uh, first, first to 20 wins. First to 16, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would have a whole lot more confidence in the Steelers doing it, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Dolphins and Commanders. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. This ain't going to go well for Washington. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> How about this and the importance this game took on? Broncos at the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish yeah. we had this game. I agree. I mean, this is this is. You've got the presumptive rookie of the year against the of the last month and a half best defense in the league. Uh, if this will show you what he's made of and what the Texans is made of, I'd say this is one of them. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. this is not one I would have expected to be one that I would want to watch, but here we are. Yeah. Panthers and the Bucks. The Bucks had better not mess out and lose this game. <laughs> they, they better not, but I'm not gonna lie if I laugh if they don't if they do. I won't because then it'll prove Tepper right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it proved him right, but I guess it would support I guess it would add evidence. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, Bucks should win it. Uh <laughs> and yeah, let's just follow, you know, add fuel fuel to the uh Dumpster fire that is the Tepper ownership. So, yes, let's do that. Browns and the Rams. Um, you know how I said we'll see how the Rams do after the after, after this week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that defense, I'm not feeling very confident. Neither am I. Eagles and the 49ers in in Philadelphia. A rematch of last year's NFC Championship game where we hope Brock Purdy plays the full game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if he does, did the 49ers walk in there and win? Uh, boy, would I love that. Uh, it it should be... I, I mean, I say this is the Eagles' toughest test. It really... It, it, Honestly. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um because you've got again a rock solid defense and you have an offense that's as high powered, if not more, than yours. Uh points wise, a dead even scoring uh, scoring. Three ten offense. Uh, for both offenses, they scored three hundred and ten points. So they average the same points per game at the moment. Huh. Um but the San Francisco defense is giving up what I think almost seven points on average less per game. Uh, more That's like big. five. More like five. Because we're at week twelve now. So or thirteen. But uh yeah, that that makes that makes me that's they're literally giving up seventy six points fewer at the moment. So uh I do not want to be Jalen Hurts having Nick Bosa and Chase Young coming after me and then have to turn around and catch up after Christian McCaffrey's lit lit my defense up because that that defense isn't a that defense is a mid-tier defense let's just be real it's a mid-tier defense it's got holes and you've got Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey that's really the only two you need to tear that defense to shreds throw in Debo Samuel and uh, George Kittle yeah. You're having, having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Chiefs Packers already, kind of. We both think the Chiefs are going to win that game. Bengals and the Jaguars in a game that had a lot more bite to it when it was scheduled. Yeah. The Jags should win this game, shouldn't they? Yep. Yep. Uh, we put, I, At this point, I think we might as well just kiss Bengals playoff hopes goodbye. Uh, so, yeah. Maybe the Jags. And that now brings us to everyone's favorite ending segment, what we learned this week. I'll let the uh, the guy who actually had his thing before the show started go first. Um, Which means not me. <laughs> uh, well, I I learned today that the that that um this is a very short one. The that uh, primates used in research are apparently becoming more scarce uh, in terms of the the availability, such that they've went they, they've skyrocketed in the in price uh, to use them uh, somewhere from I think it was two thousand dollars to like nineteen thousand dollars per primate uh, for research Good purposes. Lord. Uh, yeah, nineteen and, grand. Yep, um, and we have eight of them that just came into the building. Good. <laughs> See, I learned that today. Oh, in, a very yeah. brief, in a very brief thing of apparently we, uh, it's becoming an issue, uh, not for us particularly, but in just I guess research in general, where uh, illegal trappers are are catching wild. Uh, monkey, uh, uh, old world monkeys of this type, macaques and such, um, 
and selling them as research monkeys. And that's a problem because, you know, we don't know their origin. Um, and that causes problems with how we determine the effectiveness of, of either like a drug or the disease pathogenesis, things like that. Um, because they are all geographically, you can have small differences in genetics um, that could uh, uh, have a difference in effect. For example, monkeys, from, uh, macaques in India are less susceptible to simian immunodeficiency virus, the old wood monkey equivalent of HIV, they are less susceptible to it. The same species are less susceptible in India than they are to or than Chinese or uh, macaques are of the same species. They are, they are more susceptible to SIV. Um, and that's simply because of those genetic differences from being isolated, but they can still, you know, if they were together, they could breed because they're the same species. But so yeah. Those, those are that's more like two things I learned today. Well, I've only got one, but <laughs> still, um, we my dad now talked about this last night. Uh, you know the uh, the the Christmas song about the Grinch, like you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Mm -hmm. They're all Ravenscroft. Uh, it's the guy that sings that. I learned this week that he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. And he was the guy that said, they're great. Huh. I did not know that until now. Yeah, because I heard that song and we were sitting uh, after my appointment. And I was like, I heard, I saw he was someone else. But I've, I've seen him in something else and I didn't find out. But I heard, actually, I remember that he was the guy that also sang the Paul Bunyan song on Disney's American Legends. And Paul Bunyan, which I love that song. I love that. My favorite of the Disney's American Legends is John Henry, because that's my home railroad, Chesapeake in Ohio. But you can't go wrong with Paul Bunyan. But I did, but I did learn that Thoreau Ravenscroft was the man behind the voice of Tony the Tiger originally, one of the most iconic mascots of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be doing. You'll hear his name. You'll hear his voice a lot this holiday season. I can guarantee you that. I think the episode. I think that. I think. The animated six, the nineteen sixty four animated Grinch, is um, is on this week on NBC. I think so. <laughs> oh, this is another thing I learned. Uh, the nineteen sixty four animated Rudolph, the Rankin Bass stop motion animated Rudolph. Mm -hmm. Only two of the puppets survive from that. Huh? Santa and Rudolph. Everyone else either melted. Or were played either, or were uh, they after the production was over, they were given to like the kids of the uh, of the people who worked on the production, yeah. And the kids played with them very hard, or yeah. they just straight up melted, like they got stuck in an attic and melted. Dang, which is really sad because you've got like Hermie down, but t Santa and uh, Rudolph survived, so at least the main character survived, right? Yeah, <laughs> so there's two things I learned this week. I mean, I'm, I got even with you now. <laughs> and that brings us to the conclusion of our episode. This has been Season 4, Episode 18 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. We'll be back next week to talk about West Virginia's bowl game. We'll find out where we're going once the playoff committee gets done doing their work, untangling the mess that they made themselves. Uh, and the Patriots and Chargers and – who did the Patriots have? The I think we had the Chiefs next after that, which is going to be a bloodbath. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't even want to know, but I'm going to find out. <clears throat> New England Patriots. Uh, no. We have the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. On a, on a short week on a Thursday night. Damn. Yep. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We'll do all that next week on Season 4, Episode 19 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. This has been Episode 18. Thank you for listening, everyone. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.